This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight as brian kelly and the lsu football team looks to make a statement this weekend pushing into next week for the last uh uh i guess you could i don't even know what we call it now is it the the real signing day is it the last signing day or is it just a signing day Regardless of the fact of what in the Rudy Pooh you want to call it, it is a huge weekend for LSU uh, and Brian Kelly. Uh, Both can make huge statements on what they are as a program and a coach as they align themselves and if LSU can close this thing out uh, and can close this thing out strong. We will do a Rafino's rants. I got to be honest, um, I don't know how much energy – I necessarily have for it, but I think that we're going to get more of a deep dive into it. Uh, we're going to talk a little scheme too, and 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 how you know when you because when you look into this roster and you look at the pieces that's all around, I think that LSU, quite honestly, and I hate to say it like this, could be a quarterback away from making some noise next season. But uh, my good friend Stan Polky sent me over the the new roster that has really just been updated. We can dive into that a little bit and some scheme, what to expect from LSU football uh, as well. Every Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do the hashtag Ask Blake. This is pretty much your show and your day. If you have a question, fire up inside the Rudy Crew chat with the hashtag Ask Blake. We talk about it. Uh, pretty much anything sports-related, LSU-related, Saints-related, SEC-related, NFL-related really goes on the show. We don't talk a lot of NBA for a lot of people for whatever reason have been asking, uh, but firing your questions whatever you got you put them uh you put them in there uh and we'll do it we will uh get to some saints head coaching news we'll talk about it i told you a couple of about seven months ago that i would tailor back my saints talk as long as sean payton was the head coach because of some things that had happened between ays and sean payton in the new orleans saints he is not there we will we will pick that pick that start we will start that back up uh, as well and then LSU basketball rallies last night uh, in a really really um, I guess big performance you know I mean got a couple guys injured 
Uh, and you rallied and won. Huge win. Huge, huge win. All right, let's get to a couple comments before uh, we get started. Craig Schilling says, Aha! We are live. That we are. Derek Franklin on YouTube says, Let's go. So does Ryan Guidry. Chris Barnhill says, The last show in the 300s. Um, no, that would be Saturday's show. Today is th- episode 398. Saturday morning's show will be episode 399. And we hope for everybody to be here for Monday night's show uh, for episode 400. Uh, It's been a long two years. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows and feels that it's been a pretty long two years with everything that's been going on in the world. Um, And we've done 400 episodes in that time frame. A lot of cheering, a lot of uh, uh, mad moments, a lot of happy moments, coaching changes. I think we've had more, just as many coaching changes, it feels like, uh, in the state of Louisiana and for LSU than we've had episodes, it feels like. So, episode 400, Monday night at 7 o'clock. Be there. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, Charlie Viator says, love the show. We are live. Hit that like and share. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Brant uh, uh, says on Facebook, hashtag Ask Blake, what's up, my cousin, brother, from another mother, who wins the Natty, Tiger, baseball, basketball, or football? I guess he's asking who's first. I'm going to say baseball just on the simple fact of they have, they're they absolutely loaded this year, and I think they'll continue to be loaded. So, we'll see. Okay, we do have some recruiting uh, stuff we're going to start off in the beginning because Jason asked, what, uh, what ranking will we have if we pull off Perkins, Matthews, Citizen, Danny Lewis, and the Douglas kid, the wide receiver from Texas? I – We'll talk. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on that, uh, Jason, as soon as we come out of this break. Uh, so let's do this. Let's get started. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, there's over 200, uh, 230 of you currently listening to us live right now. Do us a favor by hitting that like button and that share. Share to some uh, social media groups. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you do that. If you're listening to us on YouTube and you're not already subscribed, do us a favor by hitting that subscription button and notification bell. We only got really two more or three more episodes for you to subscribe for your chance to be a part of the $300 gift card giveaway. We're less or coming up very close to being 50 subscribers away to 3,000. Uh, if it's your first time listening to the show, we never really ask, we never, or I never ask anybody for money. We do giveaways. We do stuff for you as the listener, as it should be. So subscribe, hit that notification bell. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, do us a favor by subscribing there as well. And don't forget to give us a rating. And hopefully you give us all five stars. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that as well. All right. Got lots to get into. Let's do this. Let's pay the bills around this thing. We got to pay all these bills. And then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500 Fulula Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. You break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. Guys, they do everything automotive-wise. That's why so many people go to GM. That's why so many people from the state to, to everybody just goes there to get their vehicle serviced because it's top-tier people and it's top-tier services. GM, Varno, and Sons. Tell them Blake Rufino at AYS. Since you on by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, it's here. It is finally here. We are a little bit more than 12 hours away from mobile betting being active and live and ready to go inside of the state of Louisiana. And there's no better place to do that than betonline.ag. Use your the Believe 50 AYS podcast tab to get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up. Again, it's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, man. We got lots to get into. We got lots and lots to get into. Uh, Dylan Lejeune, Lejeune says, Blake, do y'all have Venmo or Cash App? 
for donations. Um, yes, we will. We do. Um, I think it's Blake. I don't even know my Venmo. Um, Blake Dash Rafino, R U F F I N O. If anybody wants to do it, I, I give money away out of Venmo. I never really receive any. Uh, but Dylan, uh, I would greatly appreciate that, my man, if you do that. Uh, Blake Dash Rafino. Um, if you have any issues, just hit me up. Uh, Juice Washington says, hashtag ask Blake, how is the Danny Lewis recruiting going so far? Well, let me say this. I don't, and, and I, I think I said this on Twitter Spaces last night, and I think I said it on the show yesterday. I don't remember which two, because those when I do both of them back-to-back, I don't remember which ones I actually say them on sometimes. Uh, but it was either in the Twitter Spaces that we did last night or were part of, or it was the the show. I don't know how confident I feel about Danny Lewis. If you don't know who Danny Lewis is, he's the, I guess at this point, they put him a four-star tight end from Westlake, a guy that had been killing it all season long and had honestly been killing it for the last couple of seasons. But due to the fact that some recruiting services don't send their scouts to the state of Louisiana to watch these kids play, they probably didn't even really know who Danny Lewis was other than watching his film maybe one or two times, giving him a star rating, and then going uh, going amongst their merry way and wiping their hands of it. Let me say this, and I think that, and we'll get to all the comments because you guys know how Thursday shows really go. We get to more of your comments than we do um, really on anybody, any other uh, a sh- given show uh, during the week. But I-, I-, I want to say this. I This weekend for Brian Kelly is huge. I I think from a recruiting standpoint, this could be and might be Brian Kelly's biggest weekend that he's ever had in the 30-plus years of coaching that he's been been a part of because what LSU expects and what it takes to win in the SEC. Now, you know all the guys that will be here this weekend and the guys that they are targeting. Five-star linebacker Harold Perkins. Five-star or four-star, whatever they're labeling these kids these days. I can't keep up because they change them so much because they're trying to get you to pay an annual premium and an annual subscription so that you can build up an excitement for your school's uh, uh, last day of recruiting. But nevertheless, you got the two bigger guys that are on the board that could be committing to you in Harold Perkins and Jacoby Matthews. Let me say this. I do feel as if, and, and you got the Douglas kid, the wide receiver from Texas, maybe do they, you know, we – and, and look, I said this on the Monday show. Now, I do know that I said this on the Monday show. I did tell you, and it's starting to come apart because we were hearing some things a part of recruiting around LSU um, in reference to LSU pursuing one more high school kid out of the portal. How they're going to do that, what it's going to play into, who that kid will ultimately be, I don't know that currently right now, but I think that they're going to target one more kid in the portal. But... Of the three or four guys that LSU is targeting, and we'll just use four here, and we could even use five with Harold Perkins, Jacoby Matthews, Danny Lewis, uh, Douglas, and Trevante Citizen. Brian Kelly has to make a statement because if he makes a statement and he gets four of the five guys, if he gets three of the five guys, that's a win for LSU and it's a win for Brian Kelly. When Brian Kelly got here, he didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of things. A lot of people were worried about what he was doing in recruiting because of what you heard from Notre Dame fans and from Notre Dame media about Brian Kelly doesn't go out there to recruit. Well, you know what? As I started to think about this, you know why Brian Kelly was maybe more selective at Notre Dame than he probably will be and it's already been at LSU? It's because... It's funny what can happen when you can get in a vehicle at LSU Football Ops and go 30 minutes to see some of the best players in the country right in your backyard versus having to drive to an airport, get on an airplane, fly halfway across the world to California. Then you got to go maybe to the state of Washington. Then you got to go down to Texas. Then maybe you stop in Louisiana. Then you go in Florida. Then you got to go to the Carolinas. Then you might stop in northern Alabama or Georgia. Then you got to go, maybe there's a kid in Missouri that you're after. Then you got to go all the way up to Ohio. Then maybe you cross over to Massachusetts. And then all maybe you go down that bent. Then, then you go down back into New Jersey. Then you go all the way back to Indiana and to South Bend. And that's how Brian Kelly's had to recruit. 
I don't know if any of you have been a part of or have flown that much on a given one or two or three days, but it's extremely exhausting, more than what we and you do on a daily basis, of getting in a car, driving 30 minutes to see Jacoby Matthews, who's a five-star safety, and if, quite honestly, we're calling him a spade, a guy that has the potential one day to be an all-SEC safety and a guy that could be a first, second, or third-round pick. Brian Kelly makes a statement this weekend and to the last signing day. It it starts putting a stamp on things. It starts putting a stamp on, number one, him, that he is the closer that everybody talked about that he was in recruiting. The bigger thing, and I hope that fans realize here too, is it also puts a stamp on LSU. Because these recruits and these kids, they haven't had a whole lot of time with Brian Kelly like they had with Ed Orgeron. They haven't had a lot of time with their position coaches like they had under the Orgeron regime and the Orgeron staff. But if LSU gets these kids and they get, and Jason asked this earlier, if they're able to pull three of the four, LSU could find themselves in the top ten. When Brian Kelly started, he was in the 40s. That should show everyone around here what Louisiana and the brand of LSU honestly means. We talk about it, and we talk about it, and we talk about it, but we never really understand it a lot of times. It's like if you're a married couple, and you know me and my wife go through this, and I do this with my wife all the time. Me and my wife go to sleep. Hey, babe, give her a kiss. Hey, I love you. Me and my, I leave for work uh, or get in my car. My wife goes to work, whatever. We give each other a kiss. Hey, baby, love you, see you, whatever. We don't think about it. That's how I feel sometimes that LSU fans put LSU in this bubble, so to speak. Yeah, it's LSU. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're a top-tier program. But do you really understand what that means? Do we fully understand, or does everybody, not just LSU fans, but the whole national media understand if what Brian Kelly comes in here and does, and he gets a number one uh, a class in the transfer portal, and then he gets his team into the top seven in the recruiting rankings, which, quite honestly, the rankings don't really mean a whole lot. It's for you, the fans. But when you get there, it shows how big of a conglomerate that LSU is building. I hope everyone understands that because the likelihood that LSU ends this this last recruiting cycle with three, four of those guys could be very possible as it's training that way. Now, I told you something, and our good friend uh, uh, David Waters over at Gators Breakdown was watching him and had been talking him, to him as LSU and, and Florida have been battling for a couple of these kids. Now, Mike Farrell over at Rivals, I think he is, putting a, uh, what do you call those, the crystal balls for Harold Perkins to Florida. The same conversations, guys, that we're having, they're having the same ones. (laughs) So sometimes you don't need to always psych yourself up for some kids that might just not be here. So we'll see. Uh, Anthony on YouTube says, hashtag AskBlake. If you had to pick right now, who would be your starting offensive line? Now, we talked about this a couple times, and I wrote this down, and I just want to do this. It's easier for me to write it down. That way I'm not making mistakes here. Um, we can go, we'll can we go left tackle, obviously left guard, box for center. Then we'll go right guard, and then we'll go right tackle. I think left, I think left tackle will be Will Frazier. I think left guard will be Anthony Bradford. When it's all said and done, and we this when I say this, this isn't for spring. I'm talking about when we go into 2022 and we're playing Florida State. Uh, I, I, like I've told you, I'm going to keep this center position thing a little low key. Now, there's a kid that we saw a lot of. Um, and was a highly recruited guy that I think is going to be moved to center. Um, the reason I'm keeping that close to the vest is is I want to see what he does first before we start going out there and saying, this guy's your new center. Let's see how he does in this transition. Let's see what he does in the next couple weeks here. And then I think you get Traymond Short. So let me answer that question very quickly, though. I think that in no specific order, you have Charles Turner, 
You have uh, uh, Marlon Martinez. You have a Xavier Hill. And I think what's something interesting, too, is I wonder what you do with Garrett Dellinger. Garrett Dellinger's not big enough right now to be a guard. He certainly is not big enough and strong enough right now to be a tackle. Um, hmm. What do you do with Garrett Dellinger? Interesting thought there. Uh, Traymond Shorts obviously will be right guard. and right tackle, I would put Cam Wire. Now, if you want to flip the tackles and put Cam Wire at left tackle and Miles Fraser at right, that's up to you. But there's no, in no certain way um, – in no certain way, I mean, if that's what they want to do, they want to do. But I would never, I would never take Miles Frazier out of the left tackle position. There's no way. Uh, Robin says, "Good luck to the women's basketball uh, team tonight. They need this win. They definitely need this win." Kim Mulkey was fired up too. Very fired up. Justin asks on Facebook. He says, hashtag Ask Blake. It's getting closer to baseball season. What are your thoughts? Many say we have the best offense in the country. But questions are young pitchers. Yeah, I think that you have three first-round picks in your lineup. Um, look, Trey Morgan, I think, is going to be a, a, maybe a later-round first-round pick. Then you got Jacob Berry, who's going to be a top-five, top-ten pick. And then, obviously, you have Dylan Cruz, who could be the number-one overall pick. When you have those guys in your lineup, look, there could be a situation where it's Trey Morgan that leads off, then you got Jacob Berry, and then you got Dylan Cruz. It's the best one, two, three in the country. There's not a better one, two, three in the country there. Um, how does K. Doty do? You got Gavin Dugas that returns who hit twenty, you know, twenty plus or, you know, hit a crap ton of bombs. Uh, I think he got over the twenty mark, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we'll see. What does K. Beloso do? Do you fix? Do they fix his swing? But we'll get to some more baseball talk as. Um, We'll get to some more baseball talk as it gets closer. But, man, we just have to um, – let's finish out signing day. I mean, let's get into February before we start, you know, maybe mid into February because you can – look, it's a long baseball season, and we're going to be talking about it a lot. We And most of the times, we watch the games together. We do an episode, we watch the game together, and we talk about it. That's some of the funner episodes that we have here. Um, so we'll see. Onions stink on YouTube, says Cardell Thomas. Cardell Thomas will not start above Traymond Shorts, and he will not start above Anthony Bradford. He just won't. And you know who, quite honestly, and I don't mean this in a negative way, the guy that will will back up Traymond Shorts and will probably back up uh, uh, Anthony Bradford, because I think Anthony's going to lose a little weight. I think they're going to get him right. I would put Marlon Martinez above Cardell Thomas. Quite honestly, you also have Emory Jones, who if if and I've told multiple people this, and we talked about this on the Twitter Spaces. We have the receipts. I think Emory Jones could be your one of your best guards coming into this season. He's a freshman. I'm putting a light on that kid. In reference to Cardell Thomas, though, however. Let's see what he does. He's he's gotten back a little bit with the injury. It doesn't mean that Cardell Thomas can't uh, uh, start and, and make a wave on this team, but he's not, from what we've seen so far, he's not better than Marlon Martinez. He's not better than Traymond Shorts. He's not better than Anthony Bradford. I know people don't like hearing that, but, guys, it's just it's just the truth. Holden Lee says, I just hope people understand BK does miss this recruiting cycle not to give up. He started late at LSU. Well, yeah, but, I mean, look, if he winds up, if Brian – listen, and everybody do us a favor. I know I see a lot of people trickling in. Do us a favor by hitting like and share. If he gets to the top seven – if he gets to the top seven and or top ten, and then you add in the transfer portal, guys, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than it's a part of LSU recruiting itself. It's a part of Brian Kelly being a closer. I, I mean, he's going to have to land Jacoby Matthews. He's going to have to land Javante Citizen. He's going to have to land maybe a Harold Perkins. He's going to have to land a Danny Lewis. He's going to have to land a Douglas to get there. Not all of them, 
But he's going to have to get some of those pieces to do that. I think it tells a lot about LSU. It tells a lot about what LSU is and how people perceive LSU. Guys, this isn't Notre Dame. Quite honestly, you're in a class of Alabama, Georgia, who just won their first national title, Clemson. When I talk about NIL, um, I would, I'm still waiting for someone to call me out on Twitter because I continue to talk about this. And nobody that covers A&M or anybody who covers the college football nationally wants to go toe-to-toe when they say, well, A&M put the $30 million in and multiple LLCs. Do you have any proof of that? Do you have any proof of that? I don't want to go based off your sourcing because if you're going to say it was formed in an LLC, I could do a public records request in Texas or whatever state that goes on in here, and we're going to see who's donating to this nonprofit LLC that you're doing. Some interesting stuff going on with Texas A&M, and you better remember that I told you this. Um, yeah, it's just Blake Dash Rafino, Dylan. Blake Dash Rafino. Um, but I'll 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 try to add you. If I, if I don't 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 get mad at me, I forget about a lot of things. I forget about a lot of things. Uh Mark Allen sends us some stars via super chat. I really, really appreciate that. Uh Ryan Thibodeau, they say you're on the uh you're on the henny. Why? He says, uh, Ryan Thibodeau says on YouTube, it's hard not to ask for a casual fan. Um, I don't know. Oh, the Tigers Avenue podcast, an LSU podcast with the bros. Some of our friends here. Um, but they, they say and ask, uh, can people stop asking about Cordell Thomas? LSU fans have been asking about him for three years. It's been three years, so stop asking. Um, yeah. I mean, we got to see him. Uh, we got to see him do some more things. Pooh Bear asked on fa- on YouTube, hashtag Ask Blake Spaces tonight, if somebody else starts it. But, man, I got to tell you, after Thursday night, I'm pretty exhausted. But if somebody sends me a link, I'll I'll go. But I'm not. I can't talk a lot tonight. Nick Gidry says, "Been uh, been a while, brother. What's up, Nick? Uh, been chasing them deer. Go Tigers. I hear you. I hear you." Ant Marshall says, "Dellinger at center. Hmm. Maybe it's an interesting dynamic. It's a very it's a very interesting dynamic when you talk about Garrick Dellinger and can he uh, move to that position." Um, again, unless he has a really good all season, he can, I don't think that he's strong. I don't think that he is strong enough or big enough to play tackle. Now, this is a part that hurt, hurt coaches probably in the evaluation part of recruiting a couple of seasons ago, when you can't go watch and see kids and see their height, see their weight, see their build. Garrett, I've seen Garrett Dellinger. We've been eye to eye. I know that I'm six, two and a half, so, you know, barefoot. Uh, he might be on a good day, six three. Guys, we're eye to eye with one another. It's not a slight at him. Hey, Big Daddy, move on over to center. If he can get the protection calls down, if him and Marlon Martinez and Charles Turner want to battle it out, sounds good. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. Here's the thing, though, with Garen Dellinger. If he moves to that position and can get the calls down, I think he's dangerous. I think he's very dangerous. He could be a he could be a Lloyd Cushenberry if he puts on some size too. They they remind me a lot of each other the way that they're built. Now Lloyd had a, a bigger lower half. I mean Lloyd's thighs were as big as tree trunks, literally. I mean that, that kid had that kid had bigger thighs than you know. I don't I don't even know. I mean that that kid was solid. Uh, James Daigle sends us four ninety nine via Super Chat on YouTube. Thank you, James. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And he follows up by, uh, enjoy your show. Thank you very much. Episode 400, Monday night. It's going to be fun. Speaking of Hennessy, speaking of Hennessy, everybody grab a drink on a Monday night. 
We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. Uh, let's see. Jason says some stars via Super Chat. Thank you so much, Jason, for doing so. Marvin Mackey says, is Thomas Southern or Grambling material? I think he could be FCS material. I think he could be Group of Five material. In reference to playing in the SEC right now, coming off of that injury, he's not a starting SEC right guard. Guys, go watch the spring game. Go watch the Texas A&M game. Did good for the first quarter and a half, and then he started struggling. Bad. Very bad. Kenny Russell says, I believe Brian Kelly will close well this weekend. Uh, He is building LSU back into contenders and what we needed to be. I, I agree. I agree. And so, was going. we can even go off of this. And my good buddy Stan Polkey, who I mentioned in the beginning of the show, he sent me an updated roster. Now, it's something that I've been sitting on for a couple of, I think maybe over a week, or and we've been going back and forth on this, but I wanted to break down this roster before I just started making wild accusations and so we can legitimately talk about this roster. Now, if you were on the Twitter spaces last night, you you heard all of this, so bear with me for just a second. But I do want to go through this roster and what Brian Kelly is building right now, and let's look at what LSU has. Because when we say 7-5, and 8-4, and 9-3, and 10-2, and 11-1, and we got to be realistic about what's on the roster. What you have in the coaching staff, too, yes, sure, but players win games. So bear with me, everyone. Let's read through this. Miles Brennan, Nussmeyer, Howard, Emery, Connor, Goodwin, Josh Williams, Trey Bradford, Noah Kane, Kayshawn Bouti, Malik Neighbors, Landon Ibietta, Jare Jenkins, Chris Hilton, uh, Kyron Lacey, Jack Besh, Brian Thomas Jr. Here's a position of that hurts you a lot. Now we're getting to tight end. And why a guy like Danny Lewis is so big, even though he may be trending to Alabama. Jack Meshburn, Cole Taylor, Mason Taylor. Tight end is something that we don't talk about a lot. Tight end is your least uh, deep position, and it's a position that, quite honestly, you don't have any – and look, a lot of people fell in love with Jack Mashburn last year because he could block. That's only going to go take him so far at that position. In today's day and age, he's got to be able to go out and pass and, and passes and, and be able to go out and routes and catch balls in open space and make somebody miss and get first downs. If he can't do that in, this, in, in today's age and what Brian Kelly wants to do, who is, quite honestly, the tight end guru because he has more tight ends in the league than any other head coach, if you want to even go look at it, than any other coach in the last 20 years in a Power 5 program combined and – when you talk about elite tight ends, like elite tight ends, it's insane what he's doing there. So, tight end is a very, very big problem. Miles Frazier, Will Campbell, Traymond Shorts, Anthony Braver, Kimo Makinanole, Bo Bordelon, Xavier Hill, Charles Turner, uh, uh, Fitzgerald West, Martinez Perry, Thomas Jones, Wire, Dellinger, Dumerville. Now, that, that completes your offense. Now, we'll go through the defense very quickly. Gay, Fanua, Jones, Wiggins, Roy, Guillory, Evans, Hill, Smith, Wingo, Langston, Cherry. That's your defensive line. So, even when everybody keeps – I want to end this argument right now very quickly, too. Miles Frazier, Will Campbell, Traymond Short. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 – Almost 30 players on your team of an 85 scholarship limit plays in the interior. I don't really want to hear anymore that LSU does not have depth along both lines of scrimmage. If I hear one more LSU person talk about, or LSU media member talk about we don't have depth meaning we don't have the bodies at those positions, I might throw some punches. Not literally. Not really. I will throw some bear hugs. I will bear hug somebody because we can't throw punches. To finish it off, you got Ojalari, Little, Webb, Baskerville, Penn, Sampa, Tolan, Jones, White, Carter, Weeks, Harris, Burns, Ryan, Tolls, Allen, Fouché, Davis, uh, Langwa, and we do need to add in... um, uh, Jarek Converse, Bernard Converse, 
Jones, Ward, Cage, Brooks, Garner, McGee, Welsh, Skinner, Todd, Debert, Roy, and Bramblett. That's seventy or that's eighty scholarship players that LSU has right now. Eighty guys. By the way, by the way, due to self-imposed sanctions that LSU put upon themselves because of the Our Lady of the Lake travesty. Guys, and I don't know how they're going to get away or what they're going to do here, and I think it's to start the spring that they have to get down to this. LSU can only have 81 scholarship guys. So that means um, that means that LSU is going to have to have some players that hit the transfer portal when you get this last recruiting class in, this last couple of guys in this la- in these last couple of uh, this last wave, you're gonna have to let some guys go. Who LSU lets go? Who hits the portal? I don't know that. So I have I always tell you that when I'm wrong, I come on this show and admit when I'm wrong. Guys, I had some serious doubts about this roster. Now we got a long way to go. We have a long way to go until Florida State. We got to worry about the transfer portal. We got to worry about uh, injuries. We got to worry about off the field issues with some of these with, with some players, and that's not just at LSU, but everywhere. It's something that happens everywhere. But guys, you're going to be okay. LSU is okay. T- corner, I think you're okay from a depth perspective. You got some good players there too. A lot of starts is gonna is in your DB room right now. Jerick Bernard Converse has more starts than anybody in the secondary, maybe combined. Maybe without Joe Fouché. Maybe the returning LSU players that weren't added from the transfer portals, how I probably should have uh, uh, added on to that. Guys, LSU's fine. And I was wrong. And I was wrong. So, for that reason, I always tell you when I come out here and tell you uh, when I have a wrong take, I was worried. I didn't think LSU could get above the 74-75 uh, scholarship limit. And, God dog it, they proved me wrong. Um, so, with that being said, and I will, we'll finish the show with all the rest of these comments here. Um, with that being said, however, I don't know – what the realistic record for LSU can be next season. I think that you have some glaring holes. I think that – and I, when I say holes, it doesn't mean that you don't have talent there. I'm talking about maybe not holes, but maybe concerns. Quarterback's my number one. It's the biggest position in all of sports. I don't have faith in Miles Brennan's injury history. Garrett Nussmeyer is not ready as of right now. And Walker Howard is a freshman. You, we've learned over the last two years, you can't rely on freshmen. You just can't. The other thing, the other place is safety. I really worry about safety. What can they do there with guys like Greg Brooks and Makai Garner added to that position? Does Jay Ward go back to corner? Does Sage Ryan stay in the nickel? Does he go back to safety? Is he a box safety? That will all be figured out, but we got to see it and we got to understand and know what they're doing. But for me, those are the two positions that I think I'm the most worried about. And a lot of people are talking about linebacker depth. But guys, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Guys, you have 11 linebackers. Inside and outside linebackers combined to be 11. I'm not worried about LSU at that position at all. Not at all. All right, let's do this. Let's get to a very quick break, and then we'll finish the show by reading all of your comments. Uh, none better than my good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. Guys, he is powering our $300 gift card giveaway. Go and call him today. Please, I'm asking all of you to do us a favor. It helps us so much um, when when you guys call and, and, and at least entertain the idea of wanting to be a part of AYS and the and the guy and the people that advertise, Carol Foss is a great human being. Guys, if you, if he can't get you better rates and better coverage, he's going to let you know. He's going to let you know, and it's going to be okay. But call my good friend Carol Foss today, uh, and we'll run it. 
Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm and all of the great service that he provides. But did you know that State Farm and Carol Foss have great rates too? Yeah, that's right. Along with a great neighbor service, Carol Foss has surprisingly great rates for every single individual inside of the state of Louisiana. Call Carol Foss today at 985-395-4300. 985-395-4300 for those surprisingly great rates on auto home, and life insurances. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And our good friends uh, over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, DUI, DWI, family court, successions, titles, they do it all. If you have an issue with your insurance company, if you don't have Carol Falls currently right now with State Farm, and your insurance company is not doing the best thing for you and your family, Call the Drake Williams Law Firm today. Let them do a free consultation. Let them see if they can get you any more money for your home or the situation that you're currently in. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. And, guys, I'll be at the NO Bourbon Fest on March 26th. Get your tickets today um, so we can go there. Be good. We'd be like an AYS takeover. AYS takeover. Okay. Uh, Nurse Court says, cannot wait to see my guy Jack Besh light the field up in 2022. I agree with that. The TA podcast says, hashtag ask Blake, if LSU misses on one of the big three out of high school, which one do you think they can afford? TA, are you you saying, um, are you saying who they can afford to lose? I think that they can afford to lose Harold Perkins. And I hate to say it like this. I mean, and I don't – I mean, you can't really afford to lose a, a linebacker like that that can play like he can. But I don't – he doesn't come in here and start either. Uh, I think that they could lose um, tr- uh, uh, Trevante Citizen because of how many backs LSU has currently. Um. If I had to come down to it, I don't think that you can lose Danny Lewis or Jacoby Matthews. I just don't think that you could do it. Uh, Justin Turner says, we're hearing the coaches at Newman, Isidore Newman, were raving about BK and the crew when they visited this week. Yeah, we talked about that Tuesday and Wednesday morning on the Bill King Show. Uh, He says, I'm not going to speculate Arch Manning's interest to LSU, though. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Rick says, any special guests for episode 400 on Monday? I'm planning on being there to celebrate with you. We'll, um, we're going to have guests. Yep, we will have guests. Um, for me, it's just kind of like a normal show, but it kind of, you know, I'm going to ask you guys what's your favorite AYS podcast moment and stuff like that so far. Um, it'll be fun. It's going to be fun. We might even go an hour and a half, two hours Monday. We'll see. Ryan Thibodeau says, tight end is a need. I agree. I agree, and I, I look. You can't afford to lose Danny Lewis. Um, you can't really afford to lose a, anybody in a position group. And look, when we say lose, I mean it's not like LSU owns these players or they're yours. You know, some of them aren't yours necessarily to lose. Um, but guys, you have three scholarship tight ends right now. None of them that really have shown you anything. Actually, none of them have shown you anything other than Jack Mashburn can block a little bit. But Jack Mashburnick can't put his, you know, he's not, once kids figure him out, it's going to be over. Uh, Maybe he bulks up. Maybe he can do some good stuff. We'll see. Um, I'm not going to doubt Jack Mashburn. You need Danny Lewis. You need bodies at tight end. That's why I think Brian Kelly's going to leave a couple spots open in the transfer portal. If he gets a good tight end, maybe a center that's out there, maybe you can move whoever you were going to play at center to back up guard or let him compete for the guard positions. Um, but nobody's going to convince me right now that they're not going to keep one open to kick the tires on the transfer quarterback, though. Nobody. And when I mean nobody, I mean absolutely nobody. Uh, Chance Rogers says, yeah, the women's basketball team's on right now. Yep, y'all let me know what the score is. Y'all keep me updated because I usually watch it in here, but we're moving stuff over to the new studio, and we're getting that already. We were, I would, look, and everybody's asked about the new studio, too. The goal was to have it before episode 400, but then Hurricane Ida hit us pretty hard. If y'all remember, we were going to the Drake Williams Law Firm every night to do the shows. Um, so, you know, 
That's the goal. We'll be in there soon enough. But, look, life hits you sometimes. And, look, let me say this, too. Nobody's going to care more about what, you know, if you guys want to do something, if you ever want to do something in life and you have a hobby and you want to make it your own, you want to do it for the rest of your life so it feels like you're not ever working, you want to start a podcast, you want to start a business, nobody's going to care about that business or things that you do more than you do. And thank God I have a loving wife. That's all I can say. Stefan says, dude was always a step slow and a step behind. Hmm. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, you guys are talking about Todd Harris. I'm assuming that's when we said some players are going to have to go. Yeah, that's that stinks. That stinks. I, you know, it's funny. I don't think that they cut Todd Harris loose as crazy as that sounds. You know, here's an interesting scenario that I've kicked around with a couple of people that I trust, um, maybe on LSU staff. What you think about Todd Harris moving down to, you know, maybe a box safety or a um, maybe just a all-around linebacker? But the problem with that is he's still not faster than Mike Jones. Who, Mike Jones? He's just not. Uh, Ant Bird on YouTube says, Hashtag Ask Blake, don't forget to send that instrumental. Uh, I know you're super busy. Yeah, I mean, Art. Um, Art, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I keep I keep forgetting. Um, I keep forgetting about that. Uh, TA Podcast says, Seems like Caleb Williams' hype has died down. Have you heard anything more? No, I have not. Uh, he says, not getting our hopes up, but it's definitely worth keeping our eye on. It's definitely, um, it's definitely worth keeping our eye on, but it's, you know, it's crazy about the whole Caleb Williams thing is, you know, everybody called me and the night that that broke, if y'all remember when it broke, I said that guys, I'd already heard that LSU and Jamar Cain had reached out to Caleb Williams. And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody's ripping me a new one on the show. Blake, you're an idiot. And then all of a sudden, everybody starts reporting that Jamar Cain had been reaching out. Caleb Williams, it, 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 you know, there's people at Oklahoma and players at Oklahoma sending Caleb Williams uh, text screenshots to people. Because of what, you know, maybe how they feel about Caleb Williams right now. And said, yeah, LSU and Jamar, uh, Jamar Cain has been really talking heavy to Caleb Williams. Per Caleb Williams in a text message, that's all. To a player. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe any of that. I don't believe anything that comes out of anybody's mouth about any of it. I'm not going to be the one to break any story or say sources or whatever on that one. Oh, Jeremy Hill. What's up, Jay Hilly? Jay Hilly in the house. Former LSU running back, great. And on Hunting Hill, 104.5 ESPN, Baton Rouge. He said the BK haters are going to are going in the bushes like that Bart Simpson gift. <laughs> Bro, for real, though. For real, though. Jay Hill, they, they legitimately thought this man was, was going to come to LSU and, and tank in recruiting. <laughs> they thought that this man was coming to LSU and tanking and recruiting. Oh, God. Woo! And then I'll give you one, Jay Hilly. It's like the Will Smith gif when he's pointing and says, that's some funny shit. That's funny, bro. That's funny. Ant Marshall says, BK is reminding LSU fans what it's like to have a professional as a head coach, and I agree with that. And and for me personally, that's not a slight at anybody. Um, but a guy who's run successful programs over a long tenure of time. And, look, this this weekend's going to be a huge statement for him in recruiting. And, 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 look, I said this on the Twitter spaces, but let's bring this here, too. Um, it also goes to a – it also goes to a point of what Frank Wilson's doing. You know, we're talking a lot about Brian Kelly. You know, like, we, we talk a lot about 
BK and and what he's doing in recruiting. And look, I'm not taking anything away from BK, but for the love of God, we got to continue to talk about Frank Wilson too. Guys, where do you think Jordan Arsenal comes? Where do you think that the Jordan Arsenal and the recruiting office comes from? Where do you think that the Sherman Wilson comes from? Where do you think a lot of this – where do you think Frank Wilson comes from to some extent? The Cortez Hankton stuff. Now, I'm sure that Cortez Hankton was on the radar of Brian Kelly. I'm not saying that he wasn't. But the way that this recruiting stuff's working, when you got Joe Fouché and, and Greg Brooks and, and, and Kyron Lacey and you got Jarek Bernard Converse, all from the state of Louisiana – leaving the programs that had better records and had, let's be honest, more stability at their current programs than what LSU had. Guys, this is a lot on Frank Wilson, too. So as much as we talk about BK, we got to talk about Frank Wilson as well. we got to talk about Frank Wilson as well. Um, the Ghastly Gamer says the there are articles saying Wisconsin is the leader for Williams. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, but, look, I, I, I have to be honest. Personally, I'm not going to believe any of them. It was LSU, it was Oklahoma, it was USC. And, guys, why isn't he at USC? If it, if it was always USC, why isn't he there? I think it's interesting. Jay Hilly says, hashtag ask, like, which personnel will Denbrock use the most? Um. Jay, if you watch most of what he did, meaning Denbrock at Cincinnati over the last, I mean, really you could say just last year in general, but maybe even over the last two years. And even, Jay, when he was at Notre Dame, which, by the way, was uh, Notre Dame's best offense under Brian Kelly came under Mike Denbrock. Both of them, they ran a lot of 11 personnel. They have, obviously, a lot of 12 personnel. Jay, I think that for me, about Mike Denbrock and what they do offensively might look a little bit, yes, a lot like Cincinnati. Maybe they go out of the pistol and get the running game going. But it's going like to a, look a lot like maybe Cincinnati was when Brian Kelly was there. And if you remember, they really spread out the field. You know, there's a thought that I have about Denbrock. And you guys remember when we had Carter, the, uh, Carter Power Bryant on, and me and him talked about that, is – was it a personnel issue at Notre Dame of why they used so many tight ends? But then when they had better receivers like they did last year, they're going out of the spread. They're running really 10 personnel at some aspects, and they're throwing the ball 25 times against Stanford. With that being, say, with that being said, I think you could see a lot of 11 and 12 personnel, maybe even some 10 personnel. I think that LSU is going to have to spread it out because they have too much talent at wide receiver and not enough talent at tight end. Quite honestly, they don't have anybody that's shown that they could do anything at tight end. Maybe you put Cole Taylor and what Notre Dame has done with tight ends, flex him out wide. Can Cole Kelly be a big body tight end in the red zone? Can Brian Kelly utilize Cole Taylor more of what he used, guys, like he did at Notre Dame? So, I think for for me personally, of every player that's on this team right now currently, maybe outside of quarterbacks, the biggest project that I want to see is Mike Denbrock and Brian Kelly and how they interact and how they maybe change a guy's game like a Cole Taylor to benefit what he does on the field. But that's that's just a thought. That's just a thought. Now, Jay, do they do something? they do something different there? I, I, I don't know. Um, but I can't, for the life of me, I can't see them going a lot out of more out of a ten out of eleven personnel. I don't. There's no way that they're going to be able to use a twelve personnel or or anything like that where they're getting two tight ends uh, on the field. Lee says, BK is getting major respect crickets from some of the haters. A lot of the haters. A lot of the haters. 
Rick says Frank Wilson is killing it on the recruiting trail. BK gotta love the uh, BK gotta love what he's the job he's doing. Absolutely, we're not talking enough about Frank Wilson. We're not. Gerard Guillory says on YouTube most under most underappreciated LSU running back, no doubt is Jay Hill. Well, I appreciate Jay Hill interacting with the show. Absolutely. And look, I mean, it's something – and guys, you know that question. I mean, he asked a good one. It's something that me and Carter – I mean, when Carter comes on this show religiously, and it's something that me and him talk about a lot. We talk about it in the Twitter spaces. They just don't have the depth at tight end. So, when you don't have that depth there, and you're not going to use any kind of 21-22 personnel – um, because you, I mean, you gonna line up if? Well, maybe not. I mean, shit. Maybe you could put Jack Mashburn at, at fullback. Hashtag Jacob Hester. I mean, I don't know. Hashtag Tory Carter. Hashtag uh uh uh, not Copeland. Well, no, was J C Copeland? Maybe I don't. I mean, I don't know. But they just don't have the depth there, and and for that reason alone, and even if they didn't, or even if they did. I mean, let's go back through this roster really quickly, and we just went through it. Hold on one second. Let me pull my notes back up. Because <laughs> we go through like five or six pages of notes. But just going through the wide receiver room, Kayshawn Bouti, Malik Neighbors, Landon Ibietta, Jeray Jenkins, Chris Hilton, Kyron Lacey, Jack Best, Brian Thomas Jr. <laughs> Versus Jack Mashburn, Cole Taylor, Mason Smith. I mean, Mason Taylor. It's not a shot. It's just, you know, it's not a shot. All right. Chad Selfo says on Facebook, so if the tight end Lewis was committed to Cincy and now the coach is at LSU, how in the hell is he leaning towards Alabama? Two words, Nick Saban. Two words, uh, 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 Pete Golding. Another two words that nobody talks about, too, and from Tangibo Paris, Sam Petito. I, I, I've told y'all how this shit works. Uh, being a part of that and guys from Tangent. Guys, I, I grew up here. <laughs> grew up in Hammond, Franklinton. Pete Golding was at Southeastern. I, I mean, look, man, they come in here and they turn it up the heat. Brian Russell says, hope that the Saints can be as lucky as LSU with their coaching search. Yeah, look, I want to say this very quickly, too. Um... I'll end it with the Saints talk, though, and the Saints coaching stuff. Um, who that dude says, I say we move Cardell to defensive tackle uh, of OT. Just a thought. Yeah, he, he ain't moving to DT. Uh, Jay Hill says, yeah, we need depth in the tight end room. Absolutely we do. Absolutely we do. And, and it's not it's not that they can't play. You know, what do they do with Cole Taylor? I think he's the biggest project, man. Uh, Bailey Jones says, hashtag ask Blake, which QB fits Denbrock's offense best? <laughs> Walker Howard. Walker Howard does. Interesting text message through the show. Maybe they do go 12 and 11 personnel. Some of you, some of you, some of you, um, that's about to go over your head. So all that shit I just said. <laughs> that's why recruiting just changes so quickly. Or changes things so quickly. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, PJ Clemens says, what time's the rant? I, I don't know. I, I really didn't have the, in, the the energy tonight to do it, if I'm, if i got to be honest. All right, I'll end with the Saints thing, because then I'll end with the Saints, and then we'll get out of here. Um, actually, you know what? Here comes a rant. You know, I'm not going to – Travis, I ain't getting into this tonight. Because, Travis, with all due respect, my brother, Travis says, hashtag, what, uh, ask Blake, what did Brennan do to you? My man, you didn't even know that Brennan started three games at LSU. Not getting into that tonight. I do love debating with you. 
but not tonight. I ain't got I ain't got I ain't got the I ain't got the uh the energy. Um Saint stuff right quick. A lot of people are talking about Dennis Allen. Um And a lot of people, when they talk about Dennis Allen, they talk about him keeping on Pete Carmichael and Ryan Nielsen and can he pr- promote Chris Richard to D.C. and all this kind of different stuff. I got to say this. If you're, going to, if you're going to keep Dennis Allen as your next head coach, I said this when Brian Kelly was here and a lot of people wanted Durante Jones to stay and they wanted him to stay on as D.C., you had to give your coach the ability to bring in the coaching staff and some of the players that he may want. If the Saints do hire Dennis Allen and they don't give him the ability to fire Pete Carmichael or hire whoever he wants um, at either coordinator spot, and LSU or LSU and the Saints struggle coming out the gate. It's nobody's fault but Mickey Loomis's and the front office of the New Orleans Saints. You can't pigeon you can't pigeonhole Dennis Allen. Everybody likes oh, keep the staff together, keep the staff together, and I get it. But what you gonna do when you halfway through the season and Pete Carmichael's struggling? And before you say Pete Carmichael isn't going to struggle, guys, we've seen him call plays, and we saw Sean Payton have to take it back over when Drew Brees was the quarterback because it was a little before Pete Carmichael's time. Now, can he go in there and be a little bit more innovative? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. But if he if he wants to be able to pick him, they, they need to allow him to do it. You can't pigeonhole your head coach. And quite honestly, if I'm Dennis Allen and you're going to control my every move at my at the first year that I'm the head coach, I'm not going to say don't take the job, but mm. Bryce says, somebody start up a spaces after uh, this for that secret info. You know what's funny, man? Can I tell you all something that's very funny is we're coming up on episode 400. I've never asked any of you guys to send me money. I've never put anything behind a paywall. And look, I don't, it, I don't care that other guys have that. I don't care that you people pay for it. Good on it. Maybe one day we'll do something do something like that but let me say this don't ever talk to me about shit and info that i that i keep or give or something like that when you legitimately can look at a text message i'm getting anyway people get on to me for not having a pay site i I don't get that you don't have a paywall, Blake, you son of the bitch. Somebody sent me that DM, though, tonight. Okay, buddy. Sounds good. Damn. The mayor says LSU's down 1929 to Arkansas. Lee says, got to uh, let Allen hire his guys. I agree with that. I mean, <clears throat> aggravating. All right, everybody do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that share button. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube our YouTube channel as we are getting so close to getting that $300 gift card giveaway. Uh, Stacy Gilmore says, hashtag Ask Blake, BK is treating LSU like a buffet with so many options. He didn't have a buffet at South Bend. Yeah, they didn't deep fry shit either. <laughs> and Adam McKenzie says, L-M-M-F-A-O. Yeah, some of them dudes, man. Um, some of them dudes, you son of a bitch. All right. and, and when somebody types Sunana, S-U-N-N-A, S-U-N-N-A, you know they from the country. Or they're Italian. Either one. All right, guys, we'll see y'all Saturday morning, episode 399, and then episode 400 Monday. So we'll see y'all Saturday morning. Y'all have a good night. Start up the Twitter spaces. I'll join. Just send me the link. 
Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.